You're ready to be premature <laughs> wow, all impressive. over again. <laughs> yeah. wow, that's, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A jizz. That's how we come out of the break? <laughs> Jesus, bro. I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> so he pisses in a cup and then drinks it. It's all good. Recycling. You don't want to recycle it. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another episode of A Spirited Debate. The boys are here. The four horsemen are in the house. We're looking forward to this one, I think, maybe, possibly. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Feeling the flow. Doing the bull dance. Uh, look, it's it's been a minute. I'm glad you guys are here. We have not, unfortunately, been able to convene and and have a conversation as of late. The last time we did it, we were actually all together, save Mac. Unfortunately, he was not able to be there for the extended vacation together. But I'm glad everybody's here. You were there tonight. in spirit. Yeah, Best he was. We were I was there for that. part he of was the there trip, voice. just not for the actual recording of the conversation. Exactly. exactly. Facts. So let's you go ahead and for the jump. more important parts. That's, That's right. it. Like the consumption so of alcohol. You forgot to pass the ball in FIFA. <laughs> The bong. I didn't need to pass the ball. I just took that shit and scored. Yes. That's true. Did you though? I think I did. Wow. All right. So let's, I don't know what Grinch told you guys about that after I left. But you let's know, go ahead. And that's what happened to my mind. So that we can move this train along. Haas, brother, uh, now that you are back in Vienna, you are back in Europe. Uh, what are you drinking tonight for this episode? Dude. Okay. So I don't know if y'all know. Oh, hold it's on. like, yeah, what's up? First of all, is is that an E. H. Taylor? It is an E. H. Taylor. There? I was I looking at like the same fucking that thing. That's that's awful sexy looking. <laughs> I think that was done on purpose. Yes, it yeah. might have been. Yes. Continue with uh, your drink. Ne- negative ten here today. Uh, it's been snowing. I'm sorry. Snow did you say snow. negative ten? Negative ten. Okay. Yep. Wow. Bro, it's it's like, snowing it's quite like, a bit. Seventy here. It's like seventy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, I managed to get this back here. I got this last year, and I managed to get this back here. Uh, this lovely uh, college uh, Chick-fil-A Hall of Fame mug. And so um, I'm having hot chocolate, but I'm having hot chocolate with rum, Bikes. Diplomatica. And then um, because, you know, there's never enough in the hot chocolate, I'm having a little side cap Just of in case. rum as well. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm doing. Uh, warm all right. Up the, Negative 10. Warm up the cockles of the warm. areas. Yeah, because it's cold here, fellas. I can imagine. It is not. It, I, I was I was talking to Mama Hoss yesterday. She's in the garage smoking her cigarettes, freaking, you know, T-shirt and shorts. And I'm like, <laughs> not here. Nope. Nope. There nope. You go. All right. Uh, so there you go. Hot chocolate spiked with rum. Nothing wrong with that. Mac, what about you, brother? In your 70 degree weather there in Carolina, what are you drinking today? Yeah, I actually had to pivot a little bit from uh, what I had originally planned. Um, and it'll make an appearance later on. Um, because it did warm up. I wanted something kind of cold, refreshing, um, and tasty. So uh, oh, good God. I popped the top on <laughs> nice. a Kentucky uh, on a Bud Light. Nice. No, no. I love it. On a uh, bourbon Zima. sour. Bourbon sour. Sorry. Thank you. I was actually is it the, the strawberry one. The strawberry. No, no, no. This is the uh, the bourbon this sour. The... Okay. So, oh man, I wish I'd gotten some of those. Damn, back, to those be are good. With you. I got to be honest, man. They are they are very very good. There's not a that whole lot. Inf- left. 
that that grape infused vodka one. Oh. Now I will say the grape infused infused vodka I think may have been a situational one. Yeah. Uh, because I had some more later and I was like, not feeling it, huh? I don't know if I'm feeling this one as much now. Fair enough. Um, still good, but yeah, not as good as I think it was. You know, when we were all together. You know, look, so. they can't all. But be the uh, the Kentucky Buck, the uh, you know the the sour, um, the pina colada. My or the Mai Tai, yeah, the Mai Tai, that's it, yeah, delicious. Well, there you go. So you're drinking the bourbon sour, the ready-made drink from Southern Southern Pines Distillery. There you go. Uh, All right, Grinch. What about you, brother? What are you drinking on this fine? Okay, I am drinking uh, Charo Negro, which is the unofficial Day of the Dead drink. Um, I I won't read you the whole thing because I know we're we're tight on time, but there is like a a story behind Charo Negro, and uh, it's the legend of it, but uh, it, you can look it up. So anyway, unofficial <laughs> day of the dead drink, which is on November 1st and 2nd in Mexico. It is two ounces of reposado tequila, four ounces of Coke, uh, a tablespoon of fresh lime juice, and then you can salt the rim, which I did. Nice. Now, yeah. are you using uh, Mexican Coke or just regular Coke? Uh, good point. Uh, regular Mexican Coke. Coke is is sweeter for sure, but yes, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the cane sugar versus you mm-hmm. know, the yeah the artificial stuff. Uh, I so think it tastes it, a lot better. Is it more like High Pepsi in that? Corn syrup. Yeah, yeah. So is it more like Pepsi? It's just um, I don't think so. It's just a little bit sweeter. No, oh, well, because Pepsi, that's how Pepsi always won the taste test in the eighties. It was sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so okay, mm-hmm. well, there you go. So Charo Negro, mm-hmm. you liking that, huh? Yeah, yeah, send, send that recipe okay. out. I'd like to try that one. Okay, there we go. I will uh, do so. All right, so for all you who don't know, I am in the process of packing up my home, so my nearly 80 <laughs> bottles of alcohol have been packed up. Um, so I did save out some, but I'm I'm doing a chocolate old-fashioned. So it is, I'm using the Weller's 107, so it's a little bit higher proof, 107 proof. I'm using uh, the Demerara sugar syrup if that you, I make. If you had the Weller straight up, like if oh, you ever just course. sipped on the Weller, which, yes, which one? What, do you have a favorite of those? Uh, the one hundred seven. Is just your not, favorite? Uh, yeah, but well, I like the Special Reserve and it's good, but the Weller okay. one hundred seven for me is better. Okay. Even though it's higher proof, it doesn't burn like a higher proof alcohol. Okay. So I like that, but access to that, the Reserve is the Special Reserve's easier to get and a, a costlier approach than the one hundred seven. Fair play. Okay. So unfortunately, when my when my one hundred seven's gone, I. I don't know that I'll I've never it. been able to yeah. sit down with their bottles and do like a blind taste test or a taste test to see what I prefer. So that's why I ask because I'm yeah, curious. There's like four or five versions. Yeah. And I'm always looking. Them. I'm always looking here. But yeah. But let's also um, remember that Thor's daily drinker is Eagle Rare 10 year. Right. So he's uh-huh. a baller like that. I got six uh-huh. bottles of it, baby. Bougie, bougie fucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but yeah, I'm doing so I use chocolate bitters, uh, Demerara sugar. The Weller's 107, and then obviously the orange and the cherry. I, I ate the cherry already, but obviously that's what I'm having. So it's just a chocolate old fashioned. Well, and no, nobody, to... nobody threw out it. That's what she said. That's what she oh, said. I just did. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So, as always, gentlemen, cheers to everyone here. Glad cheers, everyone's gentlemen. back cheers. in the studio. Cheers. And let's go to work. All right. So, today's topic this is actually something that is is going to be relevant to the four of us. But the larger conversation is relevant to everybody. So, you know, as, as you know, obviously in life, you're born, you grow up, whatever, everybody is going to maybe experience happiness. 
maybe you'll experience a level hopefully, of hopefully hopefully experience happiness. well i'm just saying it, nothing in life is guaranteed save this one thing happiness is not a guarantee wealth is no. not a guarantee uh being angry or not angry is not a guarantee that's Taxes. all personal right but the one thing that is absolutely going to affect everybody is loss and there is nothing you can do about it whether it's a loss of a friend a family member a pet something we will all be affected by this one thing and that is loss and because the four of us have recently been affected by loss and the factors around that loss are not relevant to this particular topic, but because that has happened, I wanted to come on here and I wanted to talk about how we all deal with loss and why the loss of one thing may affect us more profoundly than the loss of something else. What is it about the, the situation, the individual, the maybe it's a pet, whatever it is, but um this is something well, that I've I've wrestled with recently due to current events. And so I wanted to come on here and I wanted to talk about loss and how and, we how we handle it. One thing I'd like to tack onto that that we can get into as we as we kind of get through this discussion, but I want to bring it up here right now before I forget is, you know, as you grow older, does the way you handle loss change, right? I mean, obviously it probably doesn't hit you as hard as when you're younger. But, you know, when you start getting older and you're looking at your own mortality, does it, you know, affect you differently potentially? So just just something to keep in mind as we kind of, you know, go down well, the tracks here. No offense, Mac, but you had a recent situation with family where uh, maybe loss wasn't on the table, but you didn't know because you were getting information Incorrect out of context. Yeah. And so, you know. As you're getting older, what affected you when you were 25 versus when you're 45? I mean, maybe you can answer that question because you did have a recent event and obviously things panned out for the better. But, you know, yeah. you, you, you <laughs> yeah, um, no, you're right. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Right. I mean, I don't think. To me, I don't think it hits you as much or, or impacts you as much when you're younger, when you're, you know, in your 20s and maybe even your 30s. But. You know, as you start to get into your 40s and, you know, we're all, you know, staring 50 down the barrel uh, real soon. Um, I think, it, you know, I think the way you view loss definitely changes because, you know, we're, we're next up in line. Because as you mentioned, uh, the reality is we're not guaranteed this time on Earth. And absolutely not. You know, we know that our, our time is getting shorter. So. So in, in, in terms of the aspect of loss, and again, it's different even amongst the four of us. Grinch, and, and we always kind of default to your military background and the fact that you've been deployed and been in, in command of individuals and, you know, you've been overseas in combat zones and whatnot, like there's probably a compartmentalization that you're required to do as a commander of people who potentially could lose their lives under your command versus what the rest of us deal with. We, we don't deal with that. We don't facilitate that side of it. And so I imagine there is something that you've had to maybe train yourself or deal with in terms of that aspect going, well, this could happen, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're all guilty too of some, some what if scenarios and worst case scenarios of like, it's what gives us fear of doing certain things. Cause you know, despite being told you're, you're hooked into 12 things like heights might scare you right? because you're afraid of what would happen. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, there's a whole different psychology of just prepping um, with that. Uh, it, it's more the, how does it happen? Is it, you know, the circumstances and this is applies to anything. Um, 
you know, certainly attended ramp side ceremonies uh, where fallen angels were being loaded into a plane to be flown back. Um, it, certainly proximity is a big factor. And, and, you know, I am immensely grateful that as far as organizations I was a part of, we did not experience loss. You know, we dealt with injuries and some other things, but we did not have loss. And I think there's a finality to it is a bit of what what kind of hits depending on you know and i think when we were talking about this topic sometimes you reflect on a life lived you know because i think about like when we talked about when sean connery passed or ruth Bader ginsburg in season one or two whatever it was you know you're thinking about well they had a good life but you know a teenager in a car accident like all that potential energy is just gone Right. Um, and I couldn't imagine being a parent and it's just like, it just happens. Right. Right. Um, and, and so I, I don't know, that was a long winded response to your question, but this was kind of what was going through my head was there's almost like a hierarchy of loss. There's, you know, like the Richard Nixon passing, uh, Rosalind Carter passing. You didn't know them. Just you know, peri- like, like peripheral loss where, you know, right. okay, yes, I know who that is. I know what they contributed, you know, right. but it and doesn't had, impact me one way or the other on any given day. Your right. To it, right. Um, right. And then you've had, you know, maybe some that like you really grew up watching or listening to. I mean, we've had this experience with uh, bands that we really like between Chris Cornell. I mean, and Chester Bennington, like those made me sad. Right. Right. Just because, uh, you know, ironically, we were just listening to a tribute to Lincoln Park, um, which led to us listening to some other videos. And it's like, oh, my God, like if you listen to the lyrics of literally 50 plus percent of the songs, like it's all there. Yeah. You, know? you just got to read between the lines. Right. And, and that's, yeah. I think that's the truth with a lot of those artists. Unfortunately, they, they pour that out onto the paper. Um, but nobody really pays attention. And could you have done anything differently? I, you know, who knows, but I, I, it's not what you're talking about, but it's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, all the way to the close, I mean, and okay. So, you know, last year we lost somebody from our high school class. And then just recently we lost somebody from our high school class. Well, not just from our high school class, from our, from our part, particular of our, part of our group, you know, right. and this, it, you know, as you mentioned, the circumstances aren't what's important. It was just, it all kind of, we all reacted to it you know, on the internet or uh, on text of just like, damn, because it gives you pause when it's somebody your age. Right. To think right. about and that's a big difference, right? Yeah. Kids, family, those that are left behind, you know, of course. And I think the key difference, Haas, obviously, life. you know, you, you got exposed to it much closer uh, than, the rest of us. than we yeah. did. Yeah, but I mean, I think the difference is, is uh, in, in these two instances, uh, the former passed away from cancer, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the latter passed away from complications from pneumonia, from other complications, right? So, um, and 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 the latter really struggled their entire life, you know, with things. Never, never yeah. really. I mean, I think for a very brief or brief moments of time, found footing and happiness and you know, whatever, um, security maybe even. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think so you, you ask about loss and I think loss is one of those things where it's like, 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 like Grin said, it's proximity, right? Like, I mean, I've lost dogs and I've wept, wept like a little child. Uh, I've lost family members and been like, it's, I'm sad, 
You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Like when my grandfather died, I cried. I was upset, but it was like, dude was 90. Right. And, and, and he was, like and he was right? He's lived a, happy, he lived a great life, fabulous life. He was miserable and unhappy because he was stuck to a freaking chair, you know, mm-hmm. and had to be taken care of. And he hated it. And so, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe we cut this out. I don't know, but I mean, I, I know for a fact that he basically asked for them to, you know, put him, yeah. put him out of his misery. You know, and this was a very staunch Christian man, good guy who didn't believe in that kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, um, loss. Well, in, in this instance, I think sometimes the loss is like, well, we're not really sad for the person. We're sad for us, right? Like we're not sad that they're not in a better place or more comfortable or not suffering. We're sad we don't get to have one more conversation with them or we don't have more experience or time with them or ask them more questions or understand certain things. And so that's what we're really losing, right? Sometimes. So, I what, think. Hap- so, yeah. so what happens when you don't feel the loss and you feel say, like you should feel loss? Because I well, think that's me, something like I wrestle with. The notion with. Of, of should, I, I don't I don't know without like maybe a vignette to tease that out a little bit. Um, like, are you talking about this? Last I, well, I, I think, so, I think like, right, if, we, if we're talking about this specific yeah. incident, right? I think, yeah. you know, we, we've discussed in the text, right? You know, where I think we're split 50 50 kind of with how we feel about that, right? You know, half of us, you know, I think very sad, very sorrowful. Uh, and the other half of us are kind of like, eh. And I know that sounds terrible. And, and I feel dirty and terrible saying it. No, but, but you, you know, shouldn't. But well, should I? I that, just, that's the question, right? Because uh, I mean, I, you know, you I look at it, it's a, like it impacts you know half of us one way and half of us another way. Does that make a difference, or is that just the way you look at things? And I think that's the, I think that was Thor's Thor's trying to get to the center of that, right? There, there, well, right. There's the center of the Tootsie Roll it. pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's, it's an onion, like an ogre. You're layers, peeling back you know, the fucking can't like be a parfait. parfait. Well, Everybody I mean, loves a parfait. Like, like <laughs> let's just you know, if we're sticking with this particular um, situation. The fact of the matter is he was no longer close to us for a variety of reasons. We don't need to unpack here. He wasn't. And that therefore affected, I think, the emotions that followed. Um, I will quickly add that because uh, the other class member we referred to was deeply religious. I, I can't remember if this was on a podcast or not, but I think I remember commenting to you guys. It felt weird. Yes, It was almost like there was no emotion. And, and as I said, then I think, and I'll, but I'll say now, if you get comfort and take solace because you believe they're in a better place, you will see them again. Who am I to try to take that away from? You? I, I right. won't try. I don't want to. You deal with loss how you need to deal with loss. Everybody's I different. just, it, it just right. felt so sterile to me of like, we're not celebrating well, the life. And I want to ask a question based on that, you know, is that who you knew growing up, right? I knew you were, you know, you stayed in touch with him and were very close. So you probably saw that change, but was he always like that? Um, or was that a change later in his life? Maybe as he got sick um, and maybe that's um, where, you know, the, the separation from, comes from. For I, I you. think it was, I think it was always present. I think it okay. got stronger. Sure. And understandably um, so. Yeah. And I mean, and as we know, he dealt with cancer for years yeah um left behind a wife and children and he was a writer and he had a blog and all that kind of stuff um so in this situation you know at the end you you weren't shocked by it 
you were just saddened that it happened because yeah, this one was kind of a shock but also kind of not a shock yeah right? i mean like, it was like stage three cancer i mean my goodness he battled you you kind of saw it coming for him right yeah yeah I mean, yeah you just hope for a different to, like outcome we said, you know, the right. phone rings and you know and like i texted you guys the night i got the call i was like what yeah oh shit okay and you're not even sure how to handle the information right you know, and, yeah. and again, that that was my issue. When you put it out, I literally, I was like, okay, I don't even know how I feel about this. Like, like your first reaction is to go, fuck. But then you go, huh, does it make sense? Was well, that an and expectation? Think- and, and so, and I think that's what I wrestled with for at least a day or two was like, I feel like a piece of shit because I'm like, this was somebody I had a relationship with that I feel like I... I should feel a certain way. And maybe that's society going, you should feel this way. Well, As- yeah, I think it's this. I think it's the latter, not the former. And and from my perspective, I'll say this. Yes, we were all in the same nucleus group, right? I mean, there were a lot of parts, moving parts in and out. And uh, I think there was a certain closeness and brotherhood then. But as of recently, I mean, like we've all peripherally stayed in touch or been in touch you know quite a bit over the years right this individual i mean i think i'm the only person who's heard from this individual in the last 20 years and the only right. time i heard from this individual was because they needed or needed wanted something. something right and so i think the point is this i think when when we are emotionally attached, when we when we have certain experiences and attachments from people, and we build up that bank, there's a lot of interest in there, right? There wasn't much interest built up in that bank, if any at all. Like I mean, it was it was for you, it was dust. You know, I did because I stayed local, and 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 our our families went to the same church. Like, so, and I would, when I would come to town, his family would know because they follow me on social media. And so I would see them or talk to them. So there was a little more emotional interest for me for this. I mean, he was always someone who, I mean, you and I took a trip when he graduated, you know, from, from camp, And so, uh, I don't know. I, I just, he was one of those troubled individuals whose life could have been very, very different if he had chosen some different trajectories. And you can't blame the family unit because every one of those, every one of the of his siblings have, have, are happy, healthy, and successful. So it was definitely choices he made continually, bad choices, unfortunately. Um, and maybe some other things that kind of went wrong, but I mean, look, yeah, I feel bad and I'm sad, but at the same time, I, it's not the same. Honestly, brass tacks here. I didn't cry the way I did when I put one of my dogs down a couple of years ago. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I mean, there you go. There you have it. Like, I mean, should I feel like a piece of shit because I've cried more over no. my dog dying? No, absolutely than, not. No. Than someone who I haven't really had a relationship with in 20 years, 25, 30 years. But again, and uh, and the comparative piece for me is when we talk about the other individual who battled cancer and passed away, like I felt worse, had less of a relationship previously. Like exactly. we knew each other and we, you know, we were in theater together, but I didn't have the same relationship, say Grinch did with him because you roomed in college with him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, but I felt worse about that loss than well, I did about this one. And I think that was part of why I was questioning myself going, why isn't this affecting me? 
and, very and different gonna, circumstances though of well, course. And i'm gonna say that right so you know this is a safe space so i, I until you know, we I, publish it it's a safe space <laughs> i may and or may not get judged for this but you know yeah to, to your point right i did not know that individual quite as much but you know from knowing what i know through grinch right he left behind you know a wife a kids you know and they you know we're going to suffer for that you know the other situation you know i almost thought are they better off and, yeah, and well, that i don't that, know. that got really silent really no, quick well no, it's an awkward I, I, question I get it. it's, but it's it, a that bit of, makes the change for me right well it's a bit it's a bit of i don't mean for this to have negative connotations it's a bit of a callousness yeah that's that's developed from I mean, calluses develop from when, you know, you've been irritated and rubbed the wrong way. Like, and what, and, you know, the analogy or metaphor I'm going for is if, if somebody was kind of their own worst enemy in battling demons or whatever, that is part of the equation. I can't explain right. what quantifies it or, you know, multiplies it or whatever, but, but it is in the equation. And I think we all, knowingly added it into how we processed what happened um you know and and so you know like pets hit really hard because well, it's unconditional innocent. love right yeah, innocent, that's, right? that's all mean, you know they don't even know what's happening you know when you're making the decision and you you know and you we try to tell ourselves the pet's telling me quote unquote you know um but yeah like i said i mean it's freaking devastating you know, because it's you're just kind of mad. You're mad and sad, and you're just you lack understanding. Why? Yeah, and and you're just, and it's not that you don't get the biology of it all, but you're still like, like to me, those are the more harder hitting moments of loss is when you can't really explain. It. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so- like I said, when 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 we were at the service, um, you know, it's like, hey, when when. You know, and we're again, we're in a church and this is the minister. When something like this happens, we ask God why. And I think I got I told you guys at the time, I was like, Well, now I'm listening. Yeah. Well, where's the fucking answer? Yeah, where's, where's the, the answer? answer right? Yeah. There is no there's answer. No, yeah, there's no <laughs> answer. And that made me angry. So it like started to take over from where I felt like I should have been sad in that moment. I started getting angry. Right. So, and, and and it's not my place, not my family. I had no right. It's his religion. It just, I was like, fuck. You know? Wait, let, me, let me ask you this: Were you were you expecting an answer? Mm-mm. Right? Because I I think in previous conversations, I that just doesn't no, strike me as something you were why, expecting. That's why I said. But when I you heard like, it, and then you say, "Well, you were like, oh, oh, okay." I mean, oh yeah, I was like, well, what did you expect? Years. Right? Let's yeah, I mean. <laughs> so I'd like, mean, to the, I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask a question of the group. <laughs> Because, Mac, you and I have known each other since 1989. Grinch, I met you a year later. And Haas, I met you in 92. So in in uh, May 13th of 93, I OD'd, nearly died. If I had died then, what does that loss look like versus if I get in a car accident tomorrow, right? And I use car accident because the OD was would have been an unexpected thing, much like a car accident. I'm not battling cancer for months. But self-inflicted. Right? self-inflicted or whatever but and, and so you go well, coincidentally we were in a car crash together <laughs> <laughs> so, so so my, my my question is 
how does that law say, Mac, for you, it had been four years after we met, we'd been friends for four years, Haas, we'd only known each other a year versus now that 30 plus years of history that exists amongst us. Like at the time, would you be like, oh my God, a life cut too short, whatever versus now you're going to, well, the dude uh, lives to be almost now, 50. Right? Well, no, I think right now it would be devastating. More so you than know. if I had been snuffed out at 16. I think so. No, I'm just I mean, that's just the reality of it, right? No, I mean, well, I'm I mean, I think, you know, because it, again, and that's that's was my question of, you know, dealing with things in different stages of your life when, you know, you're 17 years old, you know, okay, yeah, I've known you for four years. We were great friends. You know, that's that's wonderful. But I've got the rest of my life to move on. Will I have ever forgotten about you? I would like to say probably not. But, you know, the reality well, is the reality. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's it, right? The reality is the reality. You're but not forgettable. You're talking so about I highly uh, doubt that. But 30 Aww. years on, you know, it would be just beyond devastating. And, and yeah. I'll, I'll say that, you know, wholeheartedly. We'd be losing a family member. Right. Well, I, I would say, you know, as someone who showed up at the house that day. <laughs> yeah. Grinch is uh, like, I've already compartmentalized the loss. You can go ahead. Yeah, and I'm good. <laughs> I don't know that. I, and, and and Max spoke, you know, mentioned this, like age and experience is a factor sometimes. Like I didn't have anything to draw from. Right. I just literally loss? knew like what your father told us when we showed up. Right. You know, we were like, there's a fucking ambulance here. What the hell is going on? Can I ask a question? What did my father tell you? Because obviously I don't know. Uh, this dumb he, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and if you don't remember, well, that's no, fine. I'm just no, curious. What, no, it's funny because I remember exactly what he told me to tell you when I got to the hospital. Which was <laughs> I go in there, I'd like to hear that him, too. Tell him he's a dumbass. And if yes. you remember, I was like, you're a dumbass. Dumbass. Because um, at the time, I didn't know. Um, I, I, it, 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 I mean, the gist of it was something's happening. You know, we're we're dealing with it. The paramedics are here. And, you know, I knew it was you that was right. involved with it. But beyond that, um, I didn't other than I mean, this is pre cell phone and all that pre social yeah. media. So it was literally yeah. like waiting with bated breath to be like, OK, so what the fuck's going on? Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't I didn't like my head didn't go there because honestly, I had no idea what was happening. I mean, you and, could have broken your leg. For and no information right. was relayed. Yeah, yeah, we didn't way. think it was that serious at the time. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously not, not being on y'all side of that equation. Um, <laughs> like how you hide your face as you walk by. <laughs> right. you it's, a, it's an Jesus audio Christ. podcast. <laughs> um, not being on y'all side of the equation during that situation. Uh, that's why I was curious. Like, Grinch, obviously you were there and you went to the hospital and, and so that's why, and it's interesting and I'm going to cut this, but like David Brown was there and was like, Oh, oh can you... I go, can I go in and see him? And my parents didn't know. So they're like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's like, David Brown, what the fuck? It's like, I found that out after the fact. I'm like, okay, it's interesting. But, um, so that's why I was curious asking the question going then versus now, because uh, uh, even now you go well even then would have been 50. then then would have been sad and tragic right because you're it's a life cut short like you said sure right but but i think to to reaffirm what max said now would be yeah devastating because there's a brotherhood and a kinmanship here that's lasted multiple decades more of our lives than not right right and so um yeah i mean fucking i mean yeah i don't even want to but mm -hmm. well, and I mean, but we, the we... the comment stands. If you do it now, 
you're still a dumbass. <laughs> just so you know, right? Yeah, it's well, not gonna I, happen. I, I, I mean, you're the again, smartest dumbass the, I've ever met. How how like how close are people into your inner circle? Right. Um, you guys probably remember we had a member of our class that passed uh in large tart. Yes. In high school. And I was so, friends with him in middle school. He was supposed to be sitting next to me at graduation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like, that obviously happened. It happened suddenly. We were all like, fuck. I mean, and right. and we and, uh, went to the funeral, uh, packed, as I recall. But at the same time, I was just, I, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't experienced enough to really understand loss. Yeah, understand loss in that way. Um, I mean, my grandfather passed when I was very young on my father's side, and all our all my grandparents are passed now. Um, and each of those hit me in a different way. Um, but at the same time, by their ages, I was like, I get it. Right. You yeah, know, it's different it's, than you know, you know, a twelve year old, you know, losing their life, right? For whatever reason, that that that's a whole different thing I, to to deal I with know. as opposed to somebody who's like 80 or 90 right 12 year old with cancer and a, and a grandparent who's lived a long fulfilled life right like, <laughs> i i could not imagine how parents of like a school shooting feel oh, oh my god could not imagine hmm. i mean the rage at the world I, I would totally understand it be like you just yeah, you, you're ready to just burn it down i get it I totally yeah, let's let's hit reset I, I, and start over because clearly we've gotten this wrong. Well, the, the, the yeah, I mean the problem is is in some of those cases because I have a friend that and, and I bring that up because he lost his son at about twelve years old. Um, you know, great friend of mine knew the kid. Um, they had you know he had a twin sister and they had another little girl, so they didn't have the opportunity to you know yeah you know what fuck it we're packing it in right you still got to get up tomorrow and you got to take care of those mm-hmm. other two kids and you know. Well, and, and that's a hard thing to deal with to be able to, you know, process that. Yeah. And then, and, you, know, you know, you've got to support those kids and, you know, try and make their life as, as normal meaningful as, as possible. possible. Right. right. Yeah. My, when my wife was teaching, she had a student do that, uh, took his own life and wrote her a letter. Mm-mm. And, uh, you know, there, there had been some things that are, had occurred during the school year. And so he wrote her a letter saying, I'm sorry, you know, and it was basically, I'm sorry, I won't be able to, to, uh, do the things that I promised I would do in terms of, you know, being a student, a good student and, and like, yeah, it's a very common theme in suicide letters, by the way. Yeah. And we went to say, sorry. Yeah. And we went to <clears throat> the funeral and like seeing the parents, like, the mom just looked glazed. Like I'm sure she was high yeah. on something. I mean, that's how you get through it. And I was just, and again, having my own kids, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I can't imagine going through that as a parent. Like that's, that's a whole nother level of loss that may, we never have to experience that. The four of us or really anybody, uh, but it, I know that's not anybody, like the four of yeah. us uh, ever yeah, have to I experience mean, that. Uh, I, I, don't again. I don't remember if this was on a podcast or not, but mentioned it a couple of years ago. Somebody I work with, uh, who was a psychologist, you know, lost his his mother, as I recall. And he's like, you know, like nobody ever knows what to say. Right. They attend the wake, you know, so forth, and everybody says sorry. Yeah, peace be with uh, you. Sorry, because yeah, you just the don't know what else platitudes, to say, right? right? Yeah. And. And I respect 
um, even though I'm not, I'm not religious, I actually really respect cultures who honor the dead because I, I view it differently. It's spiritual. Sure. But as far as honoring those and what they contributed and what they meant, I, I feel like there's like a healing quality yeah. to you that. Get, you, you get better like closure that way, I think, for one like thing. Like yeah. celebration of life, in right? Some ways, yeah. 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 what they were and what they did in the short, even if it was a short time, what they did in the time they were here and how they maybe impacted this world. Right. And, and maybe yeah. that's, again, where I struggle with this because, you know, I don't feel like this person brought anything super positive to the world. And maybe that's my well. Is it? But I have to wrestle with that, right? Is it the or, world? The, the or world they, didn't, they didn't bring value their, to their you world either, right? Their world, right? And, well, and again, I will say not. That's not wholly true. Um, and we should probably most assuredly cut this part out. Well, and we may need, we need to do a little bit up. of uh, tweaking up with some of this, but yeah. Um, they were a piece you know, of shit and deserved it. No, I think <laughs> I, mean, I told you guys he he, he was married, right? And they had three foster kids yeah. who he adored, and apparently they adored him. And the foster kids were the byproduct of two parents who were um, heroin addicts. And the father had died of heroin, but the mother had recovered and was in their lives peripherally. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just tragic because, but for that car accident where he got prescribed those meds, who knows how things would have turned I, out? You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess the tough part that you know that I would rationalize is, if not that, would it have been something else? And it's right. Possible, I mean, it's, but it's clearly something he battled his entire life. When the doctor uh, says, good, or you're a good chunk up, of his life, right? And we're going to give you so, pain meds. You go, no, no. Well, my right. thing you know, is, that's is he wasn't that he wasn't in a situation where he could respond. Huh? He was, well, yeah, he was like, I, I, I don't know if he was an unconscious or in a coma or what, when, when he was originally given the medicine medications, he wasn't in a position to say no. And I guess there was no indicator or no thing to say, Hey, don't give him that. I was going to say, was, or was he, he shouldn't have it or parents? Not, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. Nobody was around <sighs> when that happened. And right. so he was well, already hooked. So right when you get released from the hospital, he's jonesing. Right. Okay. Well, well uh, again, Anyway, before yeah. we before we come back onto recording, yes, two people that come to mind that I just thought of: Don Cole, yes, mm-hmm. crazy yeah. weird circumstances on how he passed, mm-hmm. and David Love, Love, yep, mm-hmm. I knew yes. that was coming. Again, you know, when you look at loss and the larger picture of loss, like I said at the outset of this, we're all going to have to deal with it on some level. I, I again, with well, this, I think what I wrestled with was my reaction to it. I didn't have a visceral reaction. Uh, I, you know, I, it kind of just was, I was like, okay, well, somebody's not here today. They were here well, yesterday uh, and they're not here today. And, yeah, and I think you and I change. talked about that, right? Does that, cause I think I had the same re- you know, reaction and I was like, does that make me a bad person? No. I, I don't know. The thing I thought was bizarre was it all happened when the exact time frame we were together. Yes. Right. But now that if was, we had uh, known, it makes it me even worse. Anything. I don't yeah. think I would have gone. Even if I had known, I wouldn't. Have. I really don't, because I wouldn't want to see them like that. Yeah, well, and you know, I can see judgment in anybody's well, eyes. I'm okay with that. I, I, yeah, you know, I, just... I, I will say that's that's a, <laughs> that's a that's a sub topic, which is right. I'm not a fan of the you need to see a person at their worst state. Right, that well, memory they, will yeah, stay. That too. Yes. Don't like it. Don't the like f- it. I don't like. I mean, even open casket. I'm like, nah. I, I will admit again, I'm not religious. 
but you can tell that husk has no energy to it. It's right. just feels it's just weird. weird. It's just weird. And I don't like it. Um, and it's not that I won't go to these things and I don't give thought. It's just so odd to me. It is the yeah. weirdest feeling seeing something yeah. without life. I, I had never experienced that. My first foray into loss was in 2001 when my grandfather, my namesake, who I'm named after, passed away, my mom's dad. And he was in the hospital. He had had heart surgery. My dad's dad had had heart surgery. Uh, both had actually had the same type of heart surgery. And my mom's dad developed a blood clot, which got thrown. It went into his brain. He had a massive stroke during recovery. And so, of course, you had two very identical situations. One doesn't recover. One has a massive stroke and dies. The other one, perfectly fine. But I remember standing in the, and I almost said fucking hotel room, in the hospital room. And my dad wouldn't come in the room. And I'm like, why, why will my dad not come in and see him? And afterwards, my dad was like, I've known this man for years. And I saw him at his best. I didn't want to see him at his worst. I didn't want to remember that. That's not the way I wanted to remember him. So I would not see him that way. And at the time, I was like, that's so fucking dumb. Like, this no, is your that's... last chance. That's a great point, and it's something we actually have discussed. We can actually snip this if we want to, probably, but just in case. But you know, little Mac has talked about going and living with the grandparents, um, and and, and I kind of had that same discussion of I don't know that I want her to see him, you know, in, in that, that mean cantankerous state, right? right? And that be kind of you know what she remembers, right? Um, you know, so I, I get that from his standpoint, you know, one hundred percent. But, but at the but time, I, I was that, in my yeah. I at the time, 20s, you don't think I was that, like, "That's right? the dumbest fucking thing." And now I'm like, "That completely makes sense." Yeah. Well, it's funny how that know, changes I, yeah. as I we get older. Too, perspective. Yeah. I, I mean, circumstances are a factor, sure. Uh, but I think, I think it also comes down to assessing it on balance of a life lived. Um, I mean, I said I've I've not, you know necessarily been a part of organizations that have lost the caveat to that is i guess yes i have they just weren't under my purview necessarily right um but attended you know two different funerals um of people that are they're they're freaking heroes right and to see how those around these two individuals came together to become part of that family with commitments of like, no matter what you need, anything you call us, we're a part of you. We are now your, we're, we're now surrogate family members. Right. You know, right. I mean, so you can, you can find good from bad. And I think sometimes circumstances, you know, I, I don't know, I haven't lost a parent under heroic conditions or like, let me tell you the story of what happened kind of thing. Um, warfare is obviously what I'm, I'm getting at. So it's very right. unique. It's different, but, you can yeah. say the same for firefighters, for policemen, and those who put themselves in harm's way. I think that gives you something you can hook into. Um, when it's just outright loss, it's it's just it's different. It's like it, it's like it's part of nature, right? We all know it's going to happen, but at the same time, you're like, Fuck. yeah, it's harder to to stomach that, right? When <laughs> it's un I, I guess unexpected, right? You know, right. like yeah. you mentioned, right? You know, a soldier, a firefighter you know, a police officer, it, it's still tragic, but it, as callous as it may sound, it does kind of come with the territory of the job. So, you know, as opposed to somebody who just, you know, 
randomly gets struck with cancer and passes away. Well, I, I yeah. mean, I, I, I'm willing to take it a step further, although I do want to be respectful of your time, your hard stop. Yes. But yes. I think about and have kind of been following and probably shouldn't, but all these, these kids that are dying in Israel, you know, in oh, the Middle okay. East, like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, Oh, just like, innocent bystanders. Truly I mean, really, innocent. Of a really they're up kids, situation. man. Yeah. I mean, like, collateral damage. For fuck's yes. sake. And war has that. I mean, that's an unintended consequence of war. Well, that see, that shit will make me fucking cry. That shit that makes yeah. me fucking sad. Well, I mean, and you I'm, don't I'm, even I'm know. Sorry, right? that's the point. No, no, for nothing. But, but yeah. imagine, like the, the uh, during the early part of Saving Private Ryan, your job is to write a letter to all of the families of those that died, like on D Day. That would be Could you fucking, fucking imagine? horrible. No, Could you imagine. No, coincidentally, I actually or, or being the that. chaplain to <clears throat> to deliver all of those letters, and that's your no, job. I would yeah. be a fucking just, horrible I couldn't job. do it. I, I'm just not. I, I am not blessed with the ability to compartmentalize. Uh, my brother is good for him. Uh, I am not, and so I know that. And it is one of those things. And I and and again, I guess that's part of like in our group when something happens, like Mac, when your situation happened recently, and I'm like, if you need anything. Let me know. Uh, again, I would drop what I was doing. No, I and I know that from every one of you, right? If I yeah, needed something, like... I would, and, and vice versa, right? And that's the bond you build, which is why, again, why I say it would probably be more devastating now than, you know, at 17. I guess I asked that question because it was like at, at 16 or 17, you don't understand how to deal with loss because you haven't, hopefully, haven't really experienced it. And then should that happen, is it more devastating? Because you're like, holy fuck, man. Like I'm, you go, well, you know, like if your parent dies, right? They're 20 years or 20 plus years older than you. Where somebody your same age, especially when you're 16 or 17, it's like, well, holy shit. It's hard to grieve something that's that's new and doesn't have mm -hmm. a lot of emotional attachment. Like, I mean, and this might be a horrible. So wait, you had no emotional attachment to me? Well, let me finish. He said what he what said. the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what I'm, what I'm saying he is, is that, <laughs> he did. you know, knowing you for a year and knowing you for 30, 30 plus years, there's a very different emotional attachment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm someone who had dealt with some loss early in life. So I was, I was kind of familiar with how to like, okay, well, this is life. People yeah. die. Right. You know, well, again, mean, circumstances being, around it make a difference too, right? Being yeah. in hospitals my entire childhood and watching people, because you would see the same rotation of kids every summer getting surgeries done, right? Some of them would not make it the next year. Yeah. You know, whether it was complications or suicide or whatever, um, you know, and so you something you're, you're, you become accustomed to. People die. Kids die. It right. happens all the time, you know? And so my point is, is it's kind of like, you know, if I get ten dollars at the bank and someone steals ten dollars from me, I'm like, well, fuck. But if I get ten grand at the bank and someone steals that from me, I'm like, oh, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, well, and again, cool. it, it is one of those things. And you know, to be completely honest, like Grinch, I know there was a time when you were dealing with some medical issues, and it was like, and, and they were unresolved issues, right? And and so it was like mm -hmm. you're not getting answers, and so it's like, well, what if something happens? No, because I don't want to deal with the fact that I could wake up tomorrow and you wouldn't be here. Which is all the more reason not to jump out of planes. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there, right? You know, Coincidentally, so. Mac went to the doctor for the first time in like 30 years. And he is the Good. picture of health. 
don't Surprisingly, know. ladies, I don't know if yeah. you look physical perfection looks like. Yeah, clean right the hell, bro. Let, <laughs> let, let me let me put this in <laughs> words you'll understand. Let me put this in hot words. Well, for what I considered going in, yes, I was. Who'd you go see, Trump's doctor? Yeah. The fittest president we've ever had. That's it. Look, leave it to us. Is your doctor's name George Santos? Leave it to us to find a way to make loss funny. That's what we do. Um. Yeah, I, I don't like thinking about the idea that maybe one day one of us won't be here. Look, I just want to go first so I don't have to deal with loss. Well, that's what I tell baby, my wife. So that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, fuck. Well, you never know, the man. baby and the best looking, according to that, that God that, that waitress. God that to the waffle house waitress. One out of one Waffle House waitresses. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, except yeah. he said Grinch looked young, or she said Grinch looked young, too. And I'm like, what? What? I was like, you, I was like, you damn right. You damn yeah. right. Because that's just a pretty face right Are there. Are we looking at the same two people, <laughs> me and him? Come on. The oldest and the youngest? I don't know what that says about the other two. They I'm okay. be like, long, long, yeah, hair, long hair contributes back. to perception of age. That's it does, right? That's makes, that it. it makes you seem younger. Well, and you I didn't have the great shaved. beard at the time. Yeah, you have to stay shaved. That's the only way that works. That's my play. Yeah, loss is a motherfucker. And I think at this point, Haas, you've dealt with loss for a while. Mac, if, I mean, you've had loss, but has it been um, yeah, profound I mean, in nature? Know, there's, there's been a couple of uh, family members recently, uh, some expected, some unexpected. Um, okay. And, you know, I guess, I think ironically, I, I don't think I've cried for anybody. And I don't know what that says about me one way or the other, right? But um, it's how know, we deal with it. Yeah. Did your did your doc did your doctor check your tear ducts recently to make sure they're still <laughs> Just working? To make sure they function. Uh, no. Uh, look, when my grandfather, I'm just a mean person. <laughs> yeah, when my grandfather passed away in 2001, as I said, my namesake, that was the first time I really experienced loss, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was making like stupid, off the cuff humor jokes, and it was like, it was just well, one of those things. Like, like I didn't Ted, know how. I to mean, like Ted Lasso season two, nobody, nobody knew how to how to act at the funeral yes that was me right as, as kids right that was kind of always the joke in high school right you know it's oh you get a day out of school yeah right and, and and maybe that's you know again it's a callous way of saying it but maybe that's your way at that age of dealing with the grief with loss it's like you said making those kind of jokes um, right. because you don't know a better way to deal with it right um and so like i said because of recent events this is something i wanted to talk about just how we deal with loss or how we handle loss and why it can be so wildly different from two situations that looks very similar in terms of the individuals and your proximity to those individuals and, and maybe what they're dealing with is different. But uh, I, I, again, it was just one of those things. I'm like, am I a piece of shit? Because I don't feel something I, I probably should. But again, we all deal with things differently and I get that. And so I do appreciate you guys taking a moment well. to just talk with me about it. And I think the important key part here is, is I, I feel like Grinch did, you know, at the service for his friend, right? I, I'm kind of pissed because we don't have an answer. And not that I think we came in, you know, expecting, expecting an answer. answer. But, you know, should should there be an answer? And and, and I know the you know, the answer to that is probably no, but, you know. In the wise words is. of my dad's father, when I asked him. I was going to say, time, don't say you're the wise words of your dad. <laughs> no, in the wise words of my dad's father, I was talking to him maybe mistakenly at the time about religion, which I'm not very religious, but he, my dad's brother was killed in 84 
in a helicopter crash in Yuma, Arizona. And so my, my grandparents had to deal with the loss of a child. And my grandfather told me, he's like, I, I talk to God daily. You know, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And he said, God will answer in three ways, which I guess is weird when you consider his response. He will either say yes, no, or he won't answer you. So how can God answer you if he doesn't answer you? But he said that those are one of the three ways he'll respond to you. If you ask him something, he'll say yes, he'll say no, or he won't answer you. And not answering you is an answer to whatever it is you're asking. And I'm like, I don't think that's, that's I'm not, sure that's how that but, works. Yeah, that's not logically sound. No but answer again, is not an I, answer. I think it's how he dealt. Like there was no answer to why his son was killed in a helicopter crash. And again, I can't imagine dealing with the loss of a child, but um, well, and I think that's where we've talked about before, right? You know, I don't, you know, we're not particularly religious here, right? But I don't fault anybody, especially in that kind of a situation, turning to religion to look for answers, right? Because you're you're looking anywhere you can to try and find answers to those questions. Right. You know. And I was like, well, that seems like a cop out. Yes, no, or he doesn't answer you. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck God. What he's got nothing for me then. I, I think I'm taking that tact at my job now. Yes, no, or I'm just not responding to <laughs> I'm emails. Just not responding. That's yeah. an answer. Let me know how yeah, that works out for you. Yeah, buddy. I'll let you know. <laughs> Look, as always, I appreciate you, all of you, being here and talking about this and indulging me in, in this particular topic. Because again, once the news broke and the loss of of our our friend, and I will say he was a friend. Even if it was for a time, he was in our sphere. He was in our orbit. Uh, I did wrestle with how I reacted to that information. And so I do appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me about it and addressing how you maybe felt about things or how you deal with loss. Uh, and and maybe for our listeners, you know, it it it's you taking a pause and going, okay, well, how do I feel about loss? How do I deal with loss? If it's a friend, if it's a family member, if it's maybe a distant acquaintance or a pet, but again, it is the one thing that is as absolute certain in life. You are going to have to deal with it. You are going to have to face it. And so, you know, as we get older, Mac, as you said, our, our mortality is going to be called into question and we're going to have to face that at some point. Except, except for mine now, based on yeah, my that's you know, right, you're the doctor that I found. Fucking health Again, there. just because he says he's Dr. George Santos doesn't mean that he is. That's right. That's, you you can get a doctor to that. say anything you want to with that's the right, right amount of money. So to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to, you know, think about how you deal with loss. What does it mean to you? You know, and no, I don't think it makes you a bad person. It is a question I ask, but at the end of the day, we're all going to deal with things the way we deal with things and it doesn't matter. So I, I, I am not looking forward to either going or having to deal with the loss of either of you three, but I know. You know, it is. No, no, is. we're not even going to talk about not it. Not going right to talk now. about it. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just ignore it. Let's put it in if a box. If you ignore it, it away. can't happen. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> Grinch's cat. Is that how you stay so healthy all these years? That's Schrodinger's, it. Schrodinger's it. loss. If it doesn't yeah. yeah. talk about it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Well, oh gentlemen, as always, I I really appreciate you all. And I just want to say that, you know, make sure that you all understand how much I appreciate all of you. And and thank you for being here, being a part of this. Feel the same way, much. And I think we say it at the end of every episode, just about you know, love love each and every one of you guys. Absolutely, I love you guys. I love doing this with you week in and week out, and I look forward to doing again next week. Perhaps maybe some Call of Duty in the future.
The views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of a Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.